0: Ramble. I tried to copy my brother in every sort of way when I was young, just because I thought everything he did was
1: cool. And he would listen to a ton of no effects. The band The Offspring. They were just like angry suburban kid, teenager music. That was for me just the moment of like, yeah, I'm mad at my suburban life too. (laughs) Ha ha ha.
0: Rumors by Fleetwood Mac.
1: When you learn about the making of it, it is. Freaking
2: insane. Everyone's just sleeping with each other and they're all writing these shit-talking songs about each other and they all so become good. crazy famous for it and then have to sing it for 40 years.
1: What was that one band you wanted to be to listen to? Fergie. It's not Fergie, never Fergie. Fergie, the woman that peed herself on stage? If you're gonna make fun of a woman, at least make fun of her for her terrible music. Okay. <laughs> <that's>... <laughs>
2: An experiment in the frozen wastes of Antarctica has revealed evidence of a universe born in the same Big Bang as ours, but with the rules of physics that are completely the opposite. Or it's just the upside down? Is that literally just, (laughs) did you just watch, did you just watch Stranger Things? Things? Did you
0: just watch Stranger Things?
2: Oh, damn it. You figured it out. (laughs) <laughs> this is all a paid opportunity for Stranger Things four. That's right, guys. We have the exclusive, the exclusive announcement that Stranger Things four is coming back with Millie, Turkey Brown, and b- Big Big Mike the Brown the Tyson. Brown <laughs> Tyson. Um, what?
1: <laughs> I guess God. I missed this last season. Uh, you,
2: you, you should have seen what happened. Wait till you see what happens to Winona Ryder and the sheriff. How did they find evidence of
1: this in Antarctica? Yeah. I think someone you just, just kind of lost their mind. You paraphrased. You paraphrased the first thing you said, and you were like, "There you go. Like, what's the evidence?"
2: Low energy particles, neutrinos, can pass completely through the Earth. You know what neutrinos do, dude. Yes, everybody
1: knows about
0: neutrinos. They use uh, cleaning products to catch them in bunkers underneath the ground.
2: They're my favorite kind of pizza roll. Please continue but higher energy objects are stopped by the reassuringly solid matter of the earth that means that high energy particles can only be detected coming down from outer space yes to detect a heavier particle a tau neutrino coming up out of earth would imply that these particles are actually traveling backwards in time.
1: Oh, well that's, okay. The unfortunate thing is like, titles for scientific articles are so clickbaity, whenever they're posted on Twitter, it's just like, new earth discovered, and you're like, whoa, and like, you know that's probably not quite the situation, but you click on it anyway, but the problem is it does get so in-depth, and they try to dumb it down, but it's such high-concept stuff, you can't even quite get the yeah. gist of what yeah. they're trying to say. Well, so and the issue sort of is, like, like,
2: huh. the, like, the first articles that come out say they might have found evidence of a Parallel universe, but then you scroll further down on Twitter where the the clickbait gets worse, and they're like, NASA found a parallel universe,
1: and we're basically there. Right, yeah. and then Joe Rogan sees that one is like, Do you hear about this? That like basically Earth is no longer Earth. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's all, dude. You know what? It's, and crazy. it's all
2: because of the Clintons.
1: Sorry, all- yeah, you got it.
0: You got him there being like, Yeah, so basically, some guy found that Sasquatch. They they're yes. still alive. Jamie, can you pull that Jamie, where was that video that we saw? Where was that?
1: <laughs> and then he just sparks up again. Yes, <laughs> lights up. He he's he's an interesting guy to listen to, but it's amazing how we've all sort of bought into just like, this dude's just like having like high college student conversation of like, what if us isn't really us? And then people are like, yes, millions of views. I, I figured out his formula. He
0: just yes ands whoever's on his show.
1: Oh yeah. that's, that's all true. he does. That's
0: all he does. So if that's he true. has yeah. if he has like a physicist there, it's mm-hmm. really cool. But then he'll have like some surfer stoner who's like aliens are real. And he'll be like, yeah, man. Uh, that's it's crazy, true.
2: dude. <laughs> it's, yeah.
1: it's crazy, and it's crazy he, stuff. Uh,
2: Obviously, this won't be uh, new news, but he just signed a $100 million deal with uh, Spotify. Oh my God. Good for so, Good so for Spotify's Spotify is getting
0: old Joe Rogan exclusive. You just you never really know how people's careers are going to go. Because I remember when he was the host of Fear Factor. Uh huh. Yeah. Just being like, he was another host
1: on TV, and now. It's weird. And then to UFC. And then I started seeing him do stand up. And I was like, oh, that's actually how I mostly discovered him. I was like, oh, this dude's stand up's actually kind of funny. Don't agree with everything he says, but I actually dig this stand up. And then it was like, yeah, surprise. He has a podcast.
2: Yeah. I mean, he was, well, he was doing podcasting before. He was one of the the first people. He was one of the first, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was, yeah. He was one of like, I think he came in like, I don't know, the first or second wave of like podcasting before. It became what it is today where everyone has a podcast. He kind of saw the power of being able to just broadcast your thoughts out to people without any sort of censor. And obviously nowadays we've seen what happens when when you have that kind of power. Well, maybe that's
1: why he's been so untouchable in a way is because he's been establishing who he is from the very beginning of podcasts. So no one's surprised enough to be like, I can't believe he thinks that. It's like, you know, he thinks that he said it for a decade.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we should use our power to espouse our beliefs of the top five albums or artists that (laughs) that influenced us.
1: Segway, eat fresh. Oh my god. All right, well. Yeah, so I had, I'll, I'll just take this for a second and then hand it right back. Because Don't worry I'm, about it. you can keep it. No, I'd rather, I'd really rather not. So yeah, we were pitching around podcast ideas for this week and I think we all have a lot of fun doing the top five stuff. We can't make that the whole podcast all the time, but I was like, what else can we do? So my thought was top five artists and albums that shaped us. It's not necessarily favorite, it could be if you want it to be, but in my mind it's more like, this is an album that I associate with this time in my life and I love it for this. So that's sort of what I'm thinking. So we're just gonna run that down. Obviously we have to be a little bit careful about, you know, what we sing and hum (laughs) and all that stuff, so. yeah. (laughs) Maybe have that old music streaming app up next to you while we talk about it and just get a little little pinch, a little taste.
2: So who wants to start us off at number five? Wait, sorry, Uh, I could do it better. Number five. No, wait, no, that's not right. Number five.
1: I can get us started if you want. Yeah, Uh, do it, Damien. Little fun fact about me. I don't listen to music that much. I have... (laughs) <laughs> A few specific things that I like to listen but to, but I will get attached to one song and listen, and listen to it on repeat until I hate it. And that's just how I'm wired. I appreciate music. I like it, but I'm never like, oh, the new album from this person is here. Can't wait. So uh, that said, When I was a youngster, I'm going back to like seven, maybe eight years old. There were two CDs that I listened to while playing video games, while uh, on car trips, just front to back whole CD. And those two are the self-titled albums from Eiffel 65. Oh, And The Backstreet Boys. Wow. Wow. So Backstreet Boys, obviously top pop artists of the day. Wait, which, which? Album from Backstreet Boys? Oh, the self-titled. Just the Self, Backstreet Boys. Backstreet
2: Boys. Oh, yeah. That
1: was like their first big Their hit. first one. Their mm. first one. Which I think is the best, except for maybe Black Before Blue. Backstreet Boys were back. All right. Yeah, that's millennium, my dude. We're talking pre-millennium. Um, <laughs> got it. I think it. That's I th- got tearing up my heart, right? Yes, exactly.
0: No, 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 that's in sync. That's in sync. I'm sorry.
1: You're killing me, Smalls. I think my parents had ordered from one of those things where it's like, sign up for this music service and you get 14 free CDs oh, right off the bat. And then each month, like, I think it was that kind of deal. So that's when I got Ugh. to pick out my first batch of CDs. So that was in there. And then Eiffel 65. For those that don't know, Eiffel 65 is the one that does like the blue Daba D kind of song. Song, but the rest of their music bangers all of them they are really? like electro dance music before that was a super popular thing it was my introduction to like techno they had a song about playstation they had a song about hyperlinks and all that it was very like computery and i love this girl she's made <laughs> of silicone this robot girl like it, i made that up but it was just we're so still good. gonna get sued by them <laughs> oh like, good um,
2: actually that's our unreleased song <laughs>
1: For, for them to sue us, they would have to emerge from whatever depths they crawled into after their second album. No, it's not called Life of 65, it's called Europop. Yeah, they made one more CD after that and then faded into obscurity, so. They were huge, man. I mean, really Blue,
0: I remember that music video for Blue. And back mm-hmm. in the day, you were like, this is awesome. And yep. now you look back and you're like this is garbage. <laughs>
1: it 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 was and is garbage, yes, but like the music still weirdly holds up. It's like atmospheric. Mm-hmm. There's a song about like aliens and like the this kind of sounds they did in the background made you sort of feel like you were just hovering in space. Like I would yeah. doze off and listen to that as our family drove to our uh yearly like spring break trip. Um so I don't know, I just have good memories. It's funny that we talk about
2: like how they had this big hit and then faded into obscurity like it's a bad thing because like that that seems to always be our natural reactions to say like oh man they had this big hit and then they're just no one ever heard of them they're losers but yeah. they're like my friend brought up a point that I I keep thinking about now what's wrong with
1: that that's like true. what's
2: wrong with with achieving some sort of success and then
1: mediocrity <laughs> like or should, maybe it's a chosen mediocrity too like not everybody right. wants to be in the limelight forever fetty wap biggest thing a couple years ago and now oh, yeah. fetty wap hasn't put out anything in forever i was just thinking
0: about that yeah yeah Holy but shit. maybe maybe the guy just grabbed the bag and yeah. went and lived a great life cuz that's what
2: everyone cuz i feel like that's what everyone says they're like oh man I'm gonna make uh, five million dollars, then I'm just gonna retire to the beach. A lot of people they find that success intoxicating, and and whatever it is that they're chasing, that that like whenever they reach that level, there's always another level that they can reach. Yeah, and they're never they're never truly happy. So for 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 the people that manage to say no, I achieved what I wanted to achieve, and now I'm gonna move on to a different part of my life. Yeah, that's right. Like that's you gotta respect that.
1: And it does yeah. sort of bring up how we view success too. Cause it's like, you know, looking way back, you would never be like, what did you do after painting the Sistine Chapel? You know, it's right. like, it's okay to have a top thing. You're gonna <laughs> have, eventually you're gonna have your top best thing. So that's me, Backstreet Boys, idol 65. Backstreet okay. Boys are still around.
2: Shane, number five.
1: Ian, were you, wait, did, were we
0: all there when we, or no, 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 that was seeing Backstreet Boys in Las Vegas? I was not
2: there. Oh, we were not invited, Shane. Oh, yeah. This is Sarah's uh, birthday party or whatever. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah I was uh, invited we were not to that. we were not invited to that, yeah. Shane. Well, it but go was, on, please do go on it was about this amazing awesome.
0: trip. It was the best birthday party I've ever been to in my entire life. Backstreet <laughs> Boys, Backstreet Boys slapped man. I did not expect to see them live. Uh, it was dope.
2: Was that the same? Because Grace Helbig was there, right? Yes, and yes. I think she was recording these people that were like, were they sleeping next to you guys? Maybe. Or they, yeah, I think some people. It were was like the so big. Ba- it was like a Backstreet Boys concert, like a huge show with the Backstreet Boys, and they. These people next. I'm guessing they probably got tickets comped by the hotel or whatever, but they did not seem to care at all about where they were.
0: Yeah, no, they did not. And I have to admit, I'm more of an NSYNC fan myself. Oh, that's uh, all right. I know you're a basic bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we turn into K-pop stands over these these bands. Yeah, that's exactly. fine. Oh, I know God. you're a. I know you're a freaking loser.
1: That's great. I'm gonna try to destroy your career because I disagree with you, but sure. <laughs> also, just a heads up, I have been sleeping very poorly. I'm a cranky boy today, so I'm I'm sorry. You're gonna get some crank Damien. Dark Damien. Damien. This is Dark, ain't Dark Damien. This is just Pissed off and sleepy. Crank yankers, Damien. <laughs> <laughs> sore. Somebody say you're number five before I lose my goddamn mind.
0: Uh, Ian, number you go ahead because I'm actually still, do you, okay. Ian, do you know you're number five? Because I don't. Yeah.
1: This was a band
2: and an album that I feel like defined an entire generation. The year was, I believe, 2000? I know what this is. Do you
1: have a guess? I think it's Good Charlotte. Good Charlotte. Good yeah, Charlotte had like one song. Yeah, but they released a black album and a white album. Mm-hmm. Nah, year. think
2: about think about a more successful. I don't Think about think about think about a band that took took a genre that was that was coming into the fold, but then also added more to it. <gasps> Nickelback. Go fuck yourself. But Nickelback did have some bangers. A, a, a genre that, that was band. dying. All right, I'll just no. It wasn't dying. It was it was it was coming into. Let me let me give you another hint. New metal was becoming a thing. Boys to men. New metal. Uh, is this like s- Slipknot? <laughs> I don't know. It's the Foo Fighters. Lincoln Park.
1: Lincoln oh, Park. That's great. Yeah, they came God. into the
2: scene with Hybrid Theory. That's true. And Blue Shit. See,
0: I was young enough that Linkin Park just—it felt like they were just always huge. Yeah, like by the time I was old enough to be listening to to that type of music, everyone just already knew who they were, and it was already the biggest thing.
2: Because I was listening to like I don't know, like rap, like hip hop stuff when I was when I was a kid. But then, but then God, I feel so like, cool. I feel like Linkin Park is what like switched it for me. Like I was listening to some, like I was listening to rock, of course. I mean, I was just mm-hmm. listening to whatever was on the radio, but like, it was like Linkin Park where I was like, Ooh, I'm a
1: fan of this. Like I really feel this music. Hybrid but theory was great. I remember it was great, man. people perform it for our elementary school talent show. Did they have like a record scratch thing too? We're like... Whoop, 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 Oh no, I'm talking elementary school children. They just played the track while like three friends tried to pretend that they coordinated and be like, no, you gotta come over here and we'll oh, uh, Don't know why. It know.
2: Well, that sounds terrible. Oh, it's awful. So yeah, uh, Lincoln Park Hybrid Theory, it changed the world. Nice. So
0: I, I don't, my list is very, it, it's tough. I'm similar to Damien. I'll listen to a song, a bunch until Mm -hmm. I get sick of it. But I have gone through phases where specific artists are my clear favorite and I'm listening to them a lot. Now this list I could move up and down all over the place. So I'm just gonna be saying, these are all in the top five. I'm gonna go ahead with this one at number five. Uh, Gotta give it to Amy Winehouse. Um, I mean, when I first started hearing her music, it was, and I mean, she became huge because there was simply nothing like it it was so that album uh back in back, back to black, black. back yeah, to black yeah is unbelievable and her album prior before that is really good too but back to black was what obviously launched it and like there was just every song on that that album is is a hit and is still played a lot. Like that's yeah. just, and it's still timeless. Like it's, it, it works just as well now as it did back then. And it sucks. That's, you know, it sucks we didn't get more music from her uh, tragically, but, um but that album was, was unbelievable. And I was, I'm still yeah. a huge
1: fan. Amy Winehouse is a good example of an artist that like, sometimes you know that they're just not for you, but you can still just respect the hell out right. of them and be like, this is really good. Like I'm never, ever gonna sit down and just be like, oh, I'm gonna listen to some Amy Winehouse today. But like, I know for a fact she was like a tour de force just in in what she made.
0: I wonder if I can get away with this, but I can't help but attempt it every time when she goes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose my baby. Like, I just always (laughs) wanna give it a shot. (laughs) <laughs>
1: we'll have to cut <laughs> that whatever um uh, do we really like yeah haven't copyright things eased up a little bit and they actually mm-hmm. have to go in now like
2: yeah amy Winehouse. i never i never got to um really listen to because i i again radio that's all mm-hmm. i was listening to at the time and i, mean, I never same. bought i never bought her album so i heard um rehab, rehab
1: obviously yeah over and over um, and over and over and yeah. And
2: and I was just kind of like, whatever. And then I watched the Amy documentary and I was like, heartbroken.
0: I still haven't seen it. I I like it's so good. It's probably devastating.
2: You really understand like she she was like a true, true oh, sh-
0: artist. Oh yeah, she was legendary, but she was so tormented. I just remember, it it's really tragic looking back. Mm-hmm. Like everyone knew that she was, like everyone, like when the news came that she she died, I don't feel like anyone was like shocked. Like we were all watching, that, we yeah. were watching this person die.
1: You That's were just literally you would see it.
0: You would see tabloid photos of her, and it was just like, oh, she looks closer to death now. Like it was so yeah. sad. It was so sad to watch this. Everyone acknowledged, like, oh, she's she's one of the best with one album. Mm-hmm. She is yeah. one of the best artists ever, and we're acknowledging she's never going to make another album.
1: Yeah. That was like legit what I was going to say. It's It was a very weird social shared experience to like know that this was happening and to like see it happening all at once and know that you're kind of powerless to do anything about it. Like I do remember Shane, we had one friend when it happened like who was floored and shocked and very much like I can't believe it and I was like you know looking back at my response it was a little bit too callous but like and I don't think I said it exactly like this but my thought was sort of like well yeah like of course this happened like her first song was about needing to go to rehab real bad and not doing it and like we all saw this happen so like you can be sad, but don't be like shocked. It's, you know, but looking back, I was just early 20s and like, this is what I think. But like, yeah, yeah. you know, still nobody could do anything. Like what do you, it's it's hard enough when someone is in your own life and your own circle to handle things like that.
0: She was so, she was just so, she obviously probably worked her ass off, but she was also just such Mm. a natural talent that I remember there's a video, It's it's devastating where she is clearly, clearly either just on drugs or is just so out of it. She's on stage singing, but it's just gibberish. Yeah, Like she's not saying any words. And she's still like, you can just tell she's still just so good. Like you're like, oh wow, you are literally out of your mind right now.
2: We'll go watch the documentary. It's It's really good. Yeah,
0: I will. Uh, I just know it's gonna break my heart again.
2: but it provides a very good insight into like who she was as an artist and how she surrounded herself with people that didn't really have her best interests in mind. Mm-hmm. So sad. And the dangers of that yeah. when you have when there's so much money to be made and you're a fragile person. Right. You know? It's sad. Oh. Anyway, on to happier things, number,
1: number four. four. Number four. So this one comes in uh, for other personal reasons too. I remember when I was a youngin, if I ever had to go over to a house with my parents for like some kind of house party or whatever, and they're like, oh, they've got a kid too, go play with them. And the kid was a little bit older, or my like friend had like a teenage brother or something like that, they would always have a very specific album. That I wasn't allowed to listen to. It's like, you're not to listen to that music. And so when I discovered it on my own as a teenager, I really liked it. It was like a rebellious phase where I'm like, I'm finally old enough to listen to this and all that stuff. And that is the band The Offspring. Um oh, if you grew up in the 90s, yeah. The Offspring was this like awesome, um, yeah. what would you even describe them as? Like grunge, I guess. They'd be like they—they they were coming out of the grunge phase a little bit and were like very energetic. Um, I'd they say it's two, like pop punk. I wouldn't say it's pop. Would you? Would you say it's pop? Maybe pop punk. Pop punk. It's like punky, yeah. grungy, whatever. But yeah, um, they had two albums at that time that I really liked: Americana and Smash. Yeah. And they were great. They were just like angry suburban kid, you know, teenager Welcome music. Welcome to Americana. Americana. Yeah. yeah. One and two and three and four and one, yeah. But it was like really fast, like thrashy electric guitar. Um, And I just loved it. I don't know, that was for me, just the moment of like, yes, I have become a teenager. No one can tell me what music not to listen to. And yeah, I'm mad at my suburban life too, (laughs) ha ha ha. Every album that I'm listening today are like literally the only ones that I can listen to front to back and be like, Mm. yeah, this is a good album. So Smash and Americana are both great. Yeah, my sister nice. listened to a lot of Offspring, so then I, in turn, listened. Was it your older sister? Yes. That is the exact same thing that happened. No. So like, I feel like we all have that shared experience. The other one, and this is not in my top five, but the other one that influenced me a lot because my sister listened to it was uh, Rob Zombie. Uh, oh, wow! Wow! <laughs> I really liked Dracula yeah, no, and Super Beast. Those were awesome songs uh, okay. that I listened to when my age was still in single digits, and therefore mm. I should not have been listening to it. But I don't think mm. I've ever listened to Rob Zombie. It's cool, actually.
2: Yeah, I try to I, think of Rob Zombie, but I immediately think of Power Man Five Thousand. It's just a lot of like
1: yeah, exactly. Is it kinda like that? Yeah, exactly.
2: And it's got really like chugging guitars. Dragula um,
1: is literally about the car that was driven by the monsters in that like <laughs> old family sitcom. That is, it was called the Dragula because it's like drag racing, so. Number four. Number <laughs> four. Number four.
0: Um, all right, I'm rearranging like crazy here. I'm gonna give a shout out actually to, really the first time I started to pay attention to music at all, um, which of course was being introduced by my brother, mm-hmm. who I, I tried to copy my brother in every sort of way when I was young, just because I thought everything he did was cool. He right. would play he play Final Fantasy games, and I would be like, oh, these are the coolest games. Only the mm-hmm. cool people play these. And he would listen to a ton of no effects. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's I don't a know them. no effects, and it just, it just a shout out also to just punk rock and ska in general from the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, And I'm also going to include Tenacious D in this as well. Mm. Just that era of like Uh music. NoFX isn't really my style of music in general. Um, I'm not a huge punk fan, but back then I wanted to be like my brother and he listened to a ton of it. And so that was one of my first uh The War on Errorism was the first album I ever bought. And uh it was, you know, it was crazy. Like it, it was it was a bunch of music just like talking crap about the government and like everything. Yeah. And I didn't really know, you know, I, You're like, I was yeah I was so young, but they have a song about like how the idiots, it's called like the idiots are taking over. And it's, it's, I don't know, like probably a lot of it's not okay, but I haven't listened to it in a long time.
1: Well, they started in the eighties. So like, yeah. different it's time. Also,
0: yeah, I think they even got in trouble like in the past few years for something they did at a live show. I can't remember, but I mean like, yeah, it was, an, it was intense for then. So <laughs> I can only imagine if I re-listened to it, but I don't know, just getting in my brother's Old Honda, old <laughs> Honda Civic, just super, cause I would go and hang out with my brother uh, while he, he worked at a uh, summer camp. And so I would go with him to work and getting in his car, it's in Arizona, so the car would be super, super hot. You'd get in, and I mean his, as soon as he turned the car on, music was so loud. It was just mm-hmm. blasting punk music immediately. I think
1: that was an older sibling thing. Yeah, man! Yeah.
0: Oh my god, he would it was so loud,
1: mm. so
0: brutally loud. And this music, like punk rock music, blasting is a lot.
2: That's how you have to. That's that's the level you have to play punk rock music at. Yeah, you, you have to play yeah. a
1: full blast. You don't even get to hear half the notes unless you no. got this thing cranked up to eleven. You got to blow out the speaker so there's like. <laughs> you have to
0: be bleeding out of your ears because otherwise, quiet punk music, not good.
1: Uh-uh. No, it might as well be Chopin. <laughs> yeah,
0: and Tenacious D. It just—I don't know. I, it was—it was. I also listened to a ton of it back when I was in middle school. I thought that shit was so funny. Mm-hmm. The McDonald, the drive-through, oh, yeah. the drive-through bit—I died when my my—I was driving along. My brother was driving. That bit came on, and I remember laughing so hard, thinking it was the funniest thing I'd ever heard in my life. There oh, you yeah. go. Nice number
2: four. Number four. Okay, so so Linkin Park introduced s- s- music with screaming in it. They were the first ones. Nobody's done The first, the very done first it. people to ever scream on a track. But this was the band that cemented my fandom into the world of screamo music. Mm. And that band is Under Oath. Oh, yeah. I don't think the, I know this band. They were a Christian screamo band. <laughs> had no mm-hmm. idea they were Christian until you get to like their 11th track and like it what was like screaming music it's suddenly like Jesus and you're like huh Yeah, well, where did this come from but under oath uh uh their album they're only chasing safety which has like one of the most recognizable album covers of that like era it's like that woman with like the oxygen mask on her face that's the band that got me into that
1: sort of scene. That's so interesting. So, was your was your like hometown where you grew up was were they particularly religious?
2: No. That's no, so funny. No, I would say so.
1: Cuz I didn't know other people would know that cuz I'm from Georgia in an area that was in general very religious. Um my family didn't really practice anything, so that would sort of made us an outlier a bit. And sorry to like hijack your topic, but I remember it would always be the thing that like slightly older by like one or two year teenagers would cite as what they've been listening to, to sort of sound like super cool. Um And they'd also try to convince you that it was just as cool as any other screamo band. So would be like, yeah, I've been listening to like a lot of Under Oath. It's Christian scream metal. It's been, yeah. it's pretty cool. Like, I think you'd like it a lot. You know, it's just, yeah. it was, I just have so many conversations we in did. my mind that went exactly that way.
2: Yeah, we like the, the live, music scene in Sacramento was pretty good. We had a lot of venues, a lot of small venues, and several of those venues were churches. Mm -hmm. Like they were churches that had like an auditorium to the side. So there's a lot of these like screamo bands that would come through and they would have to I think they even had like kind of sometimes censor if they weren't like a Christian band Mm -hmm. that weren't already censored, they would have to like censor themselves a little bit in order to be allowed to play there. Can
1: you throw in a couple Jesuses in there? Couple yeah. couple praise gods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it's the same thing uh, with like system of a down, too, because I don't I wouldn't say they're necessarily Christian or I don't know, but like there are so many nods in there about like it's like father something father help me like that's not a real lyric <laughs> but it's there are always these moments of like you know I cry when angels deserve to die wouldn't that be in reference to lucifer therefore pushing away mm. satanism like i think there's a lot of winks in there of like i don't know if they're a christian band but it seems like the christian member like, Well um I Creed i didn't know that i didn't know that Creed was a oh, christian yeah, band Oh yeah Creed is christian i yeah. had no idea
0: so like i think a lot of bands from that era actually were cuz Christian Which Foot
2: yeah Oh, Switchfoot. Switchfoot,
0: definitely. Yeah, a lot from that era, I think, probably was.
1: But yeah, so that's that's my number
2: four. So how about let's get to number three.
1: Number three. Ah, man, it's tricky. Number three was the weird slot for me because I'm actually remembering things as we're talking about stuff, too. So I'm going to do very... Two very dissimilar albums that once again, I started to enjoy when I was a teenager and it's when my musical choices started to diverge or there were like sounds that I always enjoyed that I'm like, oh, people apply them in this way. So the two artists slash albums are Weird Al Running With Scissors and uh, Flogging Molly, all of their stuff. Weird Al Running With Scissors was, you know, some of the first parody music I'd ever heard. And I always loved comedy as a kid. So I was like, whoa, like, you can do these two things together and he can, he's allowed to record like this. It definitely sparked a bunch of um, inspiration for me. I ended up doing a lot of musical improv back home at that like uh, improv studio I used to work with. Shout out the whole world theater in Atlanta. You know, Weird Al definitely was a huge influence on me there. And then Flogging Molly, for anyone who doesn't know, is like very like Irish piratey, like punk rock. Now, like I just listen to Celtic music you know style music whenever I can little jigs and reels or whatever if I'm ever crafting like with leather that's what I'll do um but it just sort of was like you know getting me out of pop and being into like what about Irish folk and what about comedy and
2: was it Flogging Molly or Dropkick Murphys
1: that had that really famous one that Dropkick, the one Murphys. That, Dropkick Murphy, yeah the, the one that from the, the departed yeah. Dropkick Murphys shipping out to Boston yeah is the is the oh, one. Yeah, that- yeah,
0: yeah I I don't think I've ever listened to Flogging Molly and I heard I, I, knew, love I heard a lot about him back in the day because I remember there was
2: shirts they had their shirts were sold at like hot topic and stuff yeah like when when you're talking about like dropkick murphy's foggy molly i always combine them with like no effects and stuff because it seemed like the same people that i was growing up with like the rocker kids Mm -hmm. all listened to like those like three bands angry music was really in like music
0: was angry because uh, rap was angry, rock was angry, yeah. there was punk, your corn, e- well,
2: limp Everything was, was really angry, Everything
1: up. seems to go from angry to sad. That's the natural course for a genre. Uh. So it's like what you're seeing now with like rap. Like rap during Fifty Cents era was literally like, you know, what the Karen's of the day, like, you know, were like, it's so violent. I don't like it. it's so scary. And now we have like these sad emo rappers basically, and like they're going yeah. through that phase. So this was the rock yeah. version of that. You went from angry to like angry sad, and like that's where i live right in that yeah. middle
2: because i'm trying
1: to i'm trying to
2: i was trying to listen to like the 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 hot rap right now
1: you know how spotify has like
2: rap caviar oh yeah um, can often be really good and there was like a song on there that was like literally the rappers talking about having ptsd yeah oh that. my gosh <laughs> <sad>. <laughs> a lot of it's really sad and i'm yeah. like i'm like this is so funny because like the the sort of like the hip-hop that like i grew up on was like about being like as tough as possible, and like I it, love it. Honestly,
1: it, it's I do have a problem with
2: it. It's just it's just funny, like yeah. how it's changed. Yeah, it's interesting. I never would have thought
0: that like screamo, screamo stuff, and and rap would end up combining like mm-hmm. it has. Yeah. Lil Peep and Juice World and stuff like Triple X Ju- Temptation or whatever. Yeah, Juice World was literally like he's basically screamo. Like it was yeah. almost. I mean, in my I'm not a music expert, but to my ears, I
1: was like, oh, this really sounds similar to that, yeah, Uh, yeah. it's fascinating. They fill the same role for sure. I think it's, you know, calling out to the youth that want something more or are looking around their surroundings and feeling like it's bleak. That's where the angry style music comes from, I think, but like after the anger has been a thing for a while and you still don't see something change, that's when it feels hopeless and you're singing about the sadness and the feelings and the, that's just sort of been my thought on it. Like I said, I don't listen to music much, so I don't know. All right. Shane? Number three.
2: Number three.
0: All right,
1: number three.
0: All right, I'm gonna go with a combo here, and this mm-hmm. is kind of a shout out to the music that I was really raised on. This combo, I'm gonna give it to my two faves, is Stevie Wonder and Hall & Oates. Um,
1: hey, kind of, that's cause,
0: great. Cause I, growing up, my parents listened to mainly 70s and 80s, like Motown, R&B, disco music, a lot of that. That's, that's like, tight.
2: That's What I would want to listen to, that's
0: awesome. Yeah, that's the stuff I they, huh. they listen to it. And said, They my parents still only like the the 80s ended, and they were like, You know what? We're done, <laughs> we're done with new music. Mm-hmm. We found all the music we want. We're gonna listen to Earth, Wind, and Fire, Casey and the Sunshine oh, Band, so good. Uh, Hollow Notes, the, the Pointer Sisters. I just they're just, yes. like, we're, we're, we're sticking with all these, <laughs> we're good.
1: You and I have bonded over that before, Shane, about how similar our lives are. I mean, we found out on a recent podcast that we were both like in Willy Wonka in a play at the same time, but like also our moms right, love the Pointer your Sisters. Best friends. You guys could say this for
2: your best friends but,
1: podcast. But I'm bringing up the, the Pointer it's music. It's, it's music, it's music. It's music, Pointer Sisters. Our moms both like Pointer Sisters. That's all I wanna say, Ethan.
0: Yeah, my parents just, they love disco music. Like it's, and and, and I'll, I'll be honest, I, I'll, I'll take a stand here that to me, I do think disco, like that era of music is overall the best. Like mm-hmm. the, anything from that genre, from that era, I like most of. And actually- I listen to rec-
2: a lot of music that that has a lot of disco influence. Oh yeah, and, I just like, like funk, I love a beat. Disco. I yeah. love a beat. I need Same. a
0: beat involved in most songs, um, especially that bass beat, you know, like there. I recently, the most The newest genre of music that I've discovered recently that I love and can listen to almost any of it is city pop, which is 80s Japanese music. Um, What? I want it. 70s and 80s Japanese music. And it's called city pop because people would have stereos out uh, on the streets and it would be playing this type of music. So they're called, oh, city pop. But it's basically, it sounds like American 70s pop music, but just with in Japanese, that's cool. um, awesome. That's oh, yeah. all
1: I've ever wanted in my it's, life.
0: It's kind of like I, I love finding, dude, because you know K-pop and all this stuff is becoming so popular now, and it's it's great music. But I started listening to K-pop too, and I was like finding all these songs that I loved, and they were all from the '90s or early 2000s because yeah, they literally sound like In Sync. It's just Korean versions of of In Sync and all that stuff. So you yeah. get to listen to that that same genre of music that we love, but just a bunch of new stuff. It's awesome.
2: Well, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Tell yeah. Well, moving us right along cuz I don't want to waste uh, too much time before we yeah, get to Yeah, don't waste best any time ones. on Shane's turn. Um, no way. No, never. Oh, is it my turn? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number 3. <laughs> this I put on here because well, I'll just I'll just say it. It's uh The Used self-titled album. Oh. Oh, it's I don't know that. it's their Oh, wait, The Used, used yes. Yeah. yeah, I know them. Yeah, because if you, I, I guarantee you, put on the used, and you will realize every single song is a mother flipping banger.
1: Really, the used? I'll look it up. I don't every think I've song,
0: listened to the used that much.
2: Every song is a banger, literally. Really? Like when they, ca- like when this song came out, almost every song was playing on the radio. So I just, I just got to give a shout out to the used. I'm learning some stuff. Hell yeah. And then they have like, they, they were one of the people that, they were one of the people that did like the secret track at the end, you know, mm-hmm. have Love you wait that. like an extra long time. And I think it was like audio of like some old English uh, hooker that they purchased to sing happy birthday to the singer. Oh. And yeah. That uh,
0: sounds, that sounds, that sounds about right for that era. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that sounds yeah, like actually. something they would,
1: they would do. Yep. Oh my God. But yeah, that's my number three. Now let's go to number two. Number two. All right, this one is college years where hmm. a genre that I used to like and nobody else liked then became popular again, or maybe it was just I didn't know about it and it was popular the whole time. I don't know, that's how it goes. But what <laughs> shame.
0: I'm just laughing at you being like, Party Rock Anthem.
1: Party Rock (laughs) Anthem. (laughs) LMFAO took the world by storm. And no, um, so I always loved electronic music. I always loved dance music, but there was never really a thing for me that I at least knew about um, beyond Eiffel 65. And you know, things were popular like the Chemical Brothers or mm-hmm. Basement yeah. Jacks or whatever, but I didn't really care for those. It didn't really hit the same. One of the first ones I heard in college that I was just like, oh my God, this album is so beautifully orchestrated. You listen to it front to back, all the songs bleed into each other. It's all one cohesive unit and you it's experiential. There, there's notes that you don't even realize you're hearing until you go back and listen again. It's Spectrum by Zed. Um, oh. it's so good. I like, it's almost entirely instrumental. And like, I remember hearing it and like not being influenced by drugs and alcohol at all, just by myself hearing it. I like heard some of the orchestration and like at one point I didn't expect uh, the line went down as like the tenor parts went up and I like teared up and I was like, oh my God, like, how are they instilling these emotions from just notes? Like no lyrics, no nothing. Like it just hit me so hard. Love it so much. Uh, oh, yeah. Zed continues to make awesome stuff. He sort of moved on for, he used to do everything in like a minor key. And I think that's what set him different, set him apart. And he sort of moved on from that a bit, but I still really enjoy what he puts out.
0: Yeah, those types of uh, artists, I don't know what you'd necessarily, I don't know what they're necessarily called. Just electronic, just- Electronic music. Um, I think
1: there's like 50 sub genres of dance. Yeah, electronic, there's all sorts. Right. because uh, so. it's
0: not dubstep, it's not whatever. Um, yeah. It's like house. Re- you
1: consider it like house. Yeah. Guess, there's so
0: many different names. And I don't main know. Main
1: stage I, or main floor, whatever.
0: I have a lot of respect for it. And it's really dope. When you find what, when, w- usually for me with that type of music, I'll eventually, w- a single song will come on my radar that I'll just listen to over and over again. Cause it's, there's so much going on in those songs. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. There'll just be that one Calvin Harris song that you'll be like, mm-hmm. oh my God, this is insane. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And his album, uh, Waiting for. I forget the name, but like Calvin Harris's first album is also a banger. I have to add in a tie to this that I totally forgot about, but Shane, you introduced me to them and they're also electro. This is electro swing, Caravan Palace. Caravan yeah. Palace, top notch. Combining electro and swing, nothing better. So Zed Whoa. and Caravan Palace were the anthem okay. of my college. That's, that,
0: okay. um, that category, cause Caravan Palace and there's also Parav Stellar mm-hmm. are so interesting and so good. Uh, for those listening, go, Listen to Caravan Palace. That stuff is
1: nuts. So good. Give it a shot. They had a song trend on TikTok, too, so you might have already heard that.
0: It's, yeah... It, you know what it sounds you know what Caravan Palace is? It's it sounds like steampunk. Yes. <laughs> it sounds yes. like it's a world that only robots live in. Okay, and this now is you're the making me less listen.
2: interested.
1: Oh no, it's it's so cool. <laughs> it's sort of like how Fallout the game takes like, all right, technology went to the 50s and then we yeah, got yeah. stuck there, but everything's no. still kind of futuristic. That's uh, the song. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. it's yeah. cool. It's so it's cool. Super
0: cool. I'm gonna go with probably my most recent. Uh, musical craze uh, the person I that I just have thought is just so dope uh, Janelle Monet. knew it um, ah. yeah uh, this is very recent this past couple years that I've started to really listen I listen to all of her albums and she her whole thing is that she's built this whole universe with her albums she's telling a singular story with it all oh and that's cool very complicated, very crazy, and very like... Like she's
2: like an android, right?
0: Yeah, it's it's basically, it's a world cool. where it's like, she's trying to tell a story about how androids are discriminated against, and there's clearly a lot of real world comparisons. It's very deep and very cool, but also just her music is just so different. Like, I can't mm. find anything like it, and she's so talented, because her voice is incredible, but she'll also rap and well, like, so much I mean, going on.
2: I, I, I saw, I've seen a lot of people say, like, compare her to like, Prince. Like, she is a lot of influence. Sure, man, sure. Man, you're
1: doing well if people are comparing you to Prince at all. Like, sure. Yeah,
0: like, yeah. of course, of course she gained inspiration from someone. Of course... It's like, there's no such thing as I've done something that nobody has done before. But listening listening to all of her music and listening to Prince, there's still a difference. And she's definitely like, I don't know. She is, if I had to say, if I thought anyone was the Prince of our era, I would pick her Mm -hmm. just because she's bending it all. She's just, she's twisting like the image to something that nobody can really like put a label on. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just dig her, I dig her style and her persona and everything. Um, just, I really like the stuff she makes. It's, it, it to me is like, you know, I listen to a lot of music. And I'm like, oh, this is great music, but her stuff, I'm like, I'm like, this is like art. This is Hell really yeah. cool. So yeah. you've sold me. I'm going to listen to her right after this.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I've only um, heard a, a couple songs. Um, her
0: album. Uh, my, my favorite of hers is uh, uh, not, not her most recent one, but the one before it, I think it's called the electric, electric lady. Uh, I'd have to. I don't remember the title of the album, Mm -hmm. but it's Mm -hmm. dope. It's dope.
2: I do have something here as number two, but I was thinking a little bit more about it because I feel like I I feel like I've just been doing a lot of throwbacks because I'm trying to think like, oh, what what like shaped me? But one album that 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 shaped my moving to Los Angeles and and my life in Los Angeles, Tame Impala, baby. Oh snap! Wow. Tame Impala, Currents. That album, Hot Dang. Yeah, that's a tight album. They just came out
0: with a new one, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, their their stuff is awesome. I had never heard Tame it's a Impala. Guy. It's a
2: guy. Is it just he a write- single
0: guy, or is yeah it, he
2: is it- I mean, he tours with the band, but he writes all the music.
0: And- oh wow, oh, he's he's legendary. Um, I remember I had never heard or seen anything by Tame Impala until we were all in the office. This is way back. This is like in 2015, 2016. And someone put on The Less I Know the Better on, yeah. on the TV screen. And that's the first time I ever heard that song is through the mm. music video. I don't and i remember heard it. I remember immediately just being like, like, it's it's, yeah. it's,
2: it's one of the best
0: songs ever made.
2: Like, The Less I Know the Better is one and of the it best has, songs ever. And it, has, and it has like layers. Like, it's not just the same song over yeah. and over again. Like, it breaks down to that, like, bass riff. Da- yeah. Damien, yeah. you've definitely heard The Less I Know the Better. <laughs> you've Probably. definitely
1: heard it. Probably, but you're saying that you didn't even hear it until you got into the office and someone put it on. Maybe I haven't. But this this was five years ago, though. Like it's played uh, on. This is played. It's played on
0: TikToks. Yeah. It's played all over. Like you, you'll hear the okay. beat and you'll be like, "Oh, I've heard this." But got it. I still recommend. I still recommend going and finding the music video and and watch. The music it. video is pretty sweet.
2: It's I've a got a bunch of tabs
1: open here of stuff to watch.
2: Tame and Paula is my my number two. I was I was gonna say, um, another throwback to the to the Screamer days. Uh, a Day to Remember, um, mm. who was like a, it was like a, just a super generic, like uh hardcore screamo band, but like they had the sickest breakdowns. They did a metal cover to uh, Kelly Clarkson's Since You've Been Gone, and it's actually like, good, pretty awesome. But that brings us to
1: number, number one. one. Number one. Uh, are we doing, do we have time for honorable mentions? I I I think just do them
0: quickly. Like we won't comment, we won't comment on them.
1: Two quick honorable mentions are Rise Against, um, which goes well with your theming Mm. right now, Ian. And also Queen in general. Um, I know I feel like a silly goose quoting a greatest hits album, but their greatest hits album is perfect. And I used to listen to it all the way through in my car all the time. Sure, Queen's one
0: of the greatest. Some honorable mentions are James Taylor, uh, Tyler the Creator, Gwen Stefani Mm. slash No Doubt, Uh, Caravan Palace obviously Florence and the Machine Rolling Stones Mm. and Weezer I'm sure there's a million more Mm because I listen to a lot of music but those are the ones that come to
1: mind
2: My honorable mention goes to uh, Oscar winner Three Six Mafia
1: Nice (laughs) I have to add one more honorable mention I'm sorry Gesu no Kiwami Otome is like the only Japanese band whose name I know that I just love them
0: Oh oh, sorry I actually do have to give another honorable mention Oh and this one, one,
1: this one's probably.
0: I'm gonna be real honest. This one might be my most listened to genre of music, and that is Takeshi video game nine. Video game soundtracks. Yes, yes,
1: and anime openings. Mm. But
0: yes, Vi- video game soundtracks. Man, I find some, and I just keep listening to them. What's uh, your top one? Probably Final Fantasy Seven. Probably, but seven
1: or twelve. S- seven. Okay. Um, I know you like
0: twelve. I do like 12, but seven's just got such, so, there's just, dude, some of those battle music is just so good, especially when yeah. you're working out. Yes, it's, it's killer. I used
1: to do that as a kid all the time. Nobuo Uematsu was the composer yeah. and he did seven and eight and I always listen to those soundtracks. But, back, so. uh,
0: but the Undertale soundtrack, and especially yes. if you find
1: good remixes of Undertale music, mm-hmm. super dope, mm, super dope. Now on to Number one. Numa eins. Um, all right, so uh, this goes back to those teenage years. It's what albums can I always listen to, even put on nowadays, and they still just slap. Um, and they're definitely in a very similar genre. They are My Chemical Romance, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, <laughs> and Panic at the Disco, A Fever You Can't Sweat Out. Wow, Panic at the Disco. Panic at the Disco, A Fever You Can't Sweat Out. Every single song is a masterpiece. So good so good, so different from one another. And I don't even necessarily listen to the album all the way through. I'll listen to a song, think to myself, damn, that was good. Listen to it on repeat four or five times and then move on to the next song in the album. Like, ah, you just wanna you just want to consume. It's the kind of album that I would just put on with my actual like Discman CD player on the bus as a kid, just all the way through, over and over and over and over again. Wow. So nice. Good. Hell
2: yeah.
0: My it. Chemical Romance is just legendary. They are. Hmm. I remember there was that period of time where Black Parade was just number one and you were kind of like, it's going to be number one forever. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like it was just never falling.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: it's an anthem. Everybody needs that an e, anthem.
2: That E key, right? Uh, the Shane, G. number oh, one.
0: All right. Uh, Okay, so that's a tie. Um, I can just do it between two albums that I think are just like ones I can listen to over and over. Uh, Sublime, self-titled mm. album. Yeah. And uh, obviously... I mean, it's hard not to say this could be the best album of all time, uh, Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. I
1: knew it, I knew you were gonna say that.
0: I've talked about, well, because Fleetwood Mac, I have I know we did Two Truths and a Lie, and I Fleetwood Mac was my favorite. The problem is my favorite band changes all the time. At one moment I'll be like, oh, it's Sublime, and then I'll be like, it's Fleetwood Mac, whatever. But that's why those two take take one. What is it, Ian? Fleetwood Mac is
2: so good. Oh, is that also your first? I have Fleetwood Mac's Rumors as my number one.
0: What? (laughs) Dude, dude, it's the best album.
2: Okay. No way. Yeah. Again, every song is a banger, Mm -hmm. but also when you learn about the making of, (laughs) when you learn about the making of it, Mm -hmm. it is freaking insane. I wrote it down a little bit. Because uh, I just wanted to get it right. So there's five people in the band. Uh, Stevie Nicks just split with Lindsey Buckingham. And then there was Christine and John McVie. They were together. Oh, they were divorcing. And then Mick Fleetwood, w- his marriage was shaky. And then he later on goes to have an affair with Stevie Nicks. But but in while they're recording this song, and by the way, there's multiple songwriters Like Stevie, Stevie Nicks, and Lindsey, both wrote songs for this album, and they both basically wrote like breakup songs to each other, and they're both kind of like fuck yous to each other. And like I grew up listening to it, not even understanding what it was about. Yeah, but wow, uh, it's it's crazy. Like Go Your Own Way is literally is literally him just kind of. So here here's the lyrics. Uh, Tell me why everything turned around. Hacking up, shacking up is all you want to do. Basically saying, I mean, you can interpret that as being like, oh, you just want to sleep with people. That's all Mm -hmm. you want to do. There's probably so much because also
0: don't don't break the chain is another Mm -hmm. one. And I'm curious, like that has to be doing something.
2: And then yeah, and then and then she wrote a song about him, and that was Dreams, which actually ended up being they're only
1: number one. That's a power move to write a song that your ex has to sing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, now here's your section where you say, I'm a cheating piece of crap, like, you know. (laughs) And then you go
2: around and tour and sing that song every night. (laughs) Couldn't Uh, do it. Good God. Yeah, thunder only happens when it's raining, players only love you when they're playing. Yeah. Which is a double entendre, because it's calling him a player, but also a musical player only loving her when she, when they're making music, wow! And not outside.
0: God, it's so, dude. It's it goes
2: down forever. Yeah, all
0: of those songs incredible. are still hits. All so many songs from that album are played constantly still, and it's been dude, so long. It's so good.
2: I uh, copied this one this one quote from Stevie Nicks. She said, "So then I wrote dreams, and because I'm the." Shifoni, I guess that's some kind of word, chick who believes in fairies and angels. And Lindsay is a hardcore guy. It comes out differently. Lindsay is saying, go ahead and date other men and go live your crappy life. And I'm singing about rain washing you clean. We were coming at it from opposite angles, but we we're really saying the same exact thing. <laughs>
0: wow That's so interesting There's there's a meme of It's a photo of a guy Eating a burger He's at McDonald's A guy just casually Eating a burger While a brutal fight Is happening In the <laughs> McDonald's Behind him And it's the caption Over the people fighting Is uh, Fleetwood Mac Making rumors And then the guy Eating the burger Just says
1: Me listening to rumors <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Yeah it's That's so, so good funny What are the odds That you both have That at number one That's we've, insane
0: We've Ian We have talked about fleetwood dove uh, Maybe about a rumors. little bit we i remember cuz yeah. i remember you you started singing a song about me sitting in the corner and you would use the ballad from the chain oh, uh yeah. <laughs> sitting in the corner like it's just so oh good. yeah
2: incredible Damn. and the making of it
0: and just the Damn. Bracket, they just we the didn't even session. we haven't even mentioned Landslide, which i think is a diff- different mm. album but it is still but, still yeah. the fact that you have that album be so good and your most legendary song is on another album mm-hmm. i mean come on I mean, come (laughs) Come
1: on. on. I mean, come Come on. on. Come on. Come on! Like,
2: everyone's just sleeping with each other, and they're all writing these shit-talking songs about each other, and they all become
1: crazy famous for it. One day... And they have to sing it for 40 years. Can you imagine when we're, like, 80, and there's, like, behind the scenes, and just like, yeah, at that point, Ian and I had been sleeping together for about 15 years, and that's when we made... (laughs) Hot dog, Tinder for hot (laughs) dogs. The reason
0: Tinder for hot dogs was so legendary is because we were all fucking and fighting behind the
2: scenes. (laughs) You couldn't understand the, you see the double entendre of the hot dog being selected on Tinder was for Shane's relationship with Tim. uh, It was
1: basically saying if literally anything came along, even if it wasn't a person, I would swipe right on it instead of you, Tim. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Oh, well, God. guys, this has all wow. been
2: very illuminating, but we can't end this list without a shoot dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's shoot right. dude! Shoot dude? Shoot dude. Shoot dude? Shoot dude? Shoot dude? Shoot, 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 shoot dude? Shoot dude? Shoot dude?
1: Shoot dude? Shoot. shoot dude? I'm here to be the shoot dude skeptic, and I'm going to tell you if I think it's Ooh, BS. okay. Oh, all snap.
2: Right. Well, this one uh, comes from Elizabeth. Uh, and she says, okay, here's the story. I was walking around at the mall when somebody stepped on on the heel of my shoe and a part of the sole of my shoe came loose. I could still walk around, but it was just very annoying. Mm -hmm. I decided to walk into an arts and crafts store and buy some quick-drying super glue to fix it. I bought the glue, explained the situation, and they allowed me to sit down and fix my shoe in the store. Instead of taking off my shoe, though, I figured... Why would I? So I just put a load of glue on the part of the sole that had come off and decided to stand up as to put pressure on the glue so it would dry correctly. What I didn't realize was that I had put too much glue on my shoe and it dripped down the sides and ended up underneath the sole of my shoe. It took me a minute or so before I realized I had glued myself to the carpeted floor of a store. At this point the owner of the store started to look at me weirdly. So I did all I could so I did all I could think to do. I tugged my foot off the carpet so forcefully it came loose and I ran out I could actually see the footprint on the carpet. Running out by itself would have been embarrassing, but the whole ordeal ripped the sole of my shoe even further. Only the toe (laughs) part of the sole was still attached, so they could clearly hear me running as every step I took made this ridiculous slapping sound. It honestly sounded like I was wearing a pair of swimming fins. Also, if Damien reads this, I swear I didn't make this up I am ah. really that much of an idiot sometimes. Oh my god.
1: Now, I legit believe this one. I this, believe this one too. This is very believable. Ugh. Yeah. It's it's the truth is stranger than fiction as well, and this is also the most normal of any of the ones we've had recently. No, that's a definite I mean for me, it's got to be a shoot, dude. That's a that's a shoot, dude. That's a shoot. That's dude. that's for sure a shoot, dude. Shoot, dude. That's a that's a bummer. Shoot. Because the thing happened to you and it was not your fault. I mean, the 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 heel thing at first, but then like the 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 store was kind of kind to let you sit there and fix your shoe, and then you kind of screw them over, but not intentionally. And like I think anybody would have made the choice to just bolt. Um, it's just yeah. a, a, oh, I almost said a sticky situation, but it
2: is. Oh. <laughs> I guess you could say that's a shoe dude. Nice. <gasps> she
0: was not very crafty.
1: <gasps> oh, that hurts God. me right to the very soul. <laughs> uh, but I guess that joke guys, would have to quit be tongue in cheek. Uh, I get it, because All right, guys, play. let's slow down. It's not a lace. Uh, <laughs> guys, you're hurting I I soul. think she was in a Louis Vuitton of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> if, just... if it attached her to her skin and actually made her tear it off then those would have been some real red bottoms that's definitely soul crushing I said that I, I, I already said that like earlier I even set, said that before well, you Ian I we said, all I said it. it before you I said God. the best I right. did the fastest and the most and the loudest God in my house God. It's a hundred bathrooms I could do a thousand yeah. sit-ups
0: <laughs> <laughs> so are we gonna brag about how many bathrooms you have in the house?
2: Uh, I have a so, hundred bathrooms. I, could do. I have hundred. have, 100 100 have 100 my, my mom
1: owns Nintendo, and she's the boss of Nintendo.
2: So enough about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for uh, indulging me on your on your wonderful list of music. I'm going to take a trip down music lane. What was that one band you wanted me to listen to? Carnival? Caravan Carnival Palace. Row? Fergie.
1: Caravan Palace. Not Fergie. Never Fergie.
2: Fergie, the woman that peed herself on stage? One uh, of the many. come on.
1: <laughs> Ian, if you're going to make fun of a woman, at least make fun of her for her terrible music. Okay. No, right. <laughs> Damn. So uh, bad. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Am I dropping news for everybody? <laughs> Maybe you haven't heard her songs. <laughs> But she tells you herself very subtly in have, every song. I is. haven't
0: talked to Damien in ten years about Fergie, and the last conversation I had with him ten years ago was about how much he hated Fergie. It's I'm glad that opinion has not bad.
2: changed. That opinion is just has not bad. Changed well, maybe the two of you, maybe the two of you guys, can get together next time and talk about your hatred of Fergie.
1: Okay. <laughs>
2: I would like that. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, All right, tune well, in thank next you week so when much. Jamie and I talk I had about a blast a
2: blast. Um everyone, this was Ian, Shane and Damien. and that was our first that was our that was our f- top 5 music albums the, the, the influence it. songs. <laughs> that's
0: right. Uh If and, you want to uh, send us to
2: shoot dude, you can send shoot dudes to shootdude that's s h o o t d o o d at smash.com. Rate us five stars on your favorite listening platform and even your least favorite listening platform, and write a review and say funny, haha, hoo hoo hoo, Fleetwood Mac the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll see you guys next time. Okay, bye, bye, bye. bye. bye.